Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today we're going to talk about that one objection, that one pushback we always get is from the client, your price is too high. Don't you just hate it when they say that your price is too high? Wouldn't it be nice if we lived in an alternate reality, an alternate universe, where when you present price, the customer would say something like, you know, Victor, that price is so low, I think you should jack it up. I think you should charge me more. Wouldn't that be great? But the reality is most customers, if not all customers, are always going to push back with your price is too high. So how do we handle that objection? Well, I have a resource for you. I'm going to have to dig into the archives for this one, but I think you'll like it. I'm going to refer to my man, Zig Ziglar, in his book, Secrets of Closing the Sale. Zig Ziglar has a great example that I want to share with you that I think you can use when you have that objection, your price is too high. Now, I'm a Zig Ziglar fan. I saw Zig Ziglar back in the mid-90s. I was fortunate enough to, you know, to witness his greatness on stage in person, which was an experience. And he was the one that really motivated me to want to get into the you know, sales training and the aspect of motivation as well. And I had the wonderful pleasure of speaking with him on stage in Jackson, Mississippi, you know, a couple of years before he passed away. So may he rest in peace. But Zig Ziglar had this example. It's, uh, this example is also on YouTube. Uh, if you search for Zig Ziglar, Secrets of Closing the Sale, you'll find this example. So let's go through it. Let's see how Zig does it. And then what I want to do is at the end of the example, I want to deconstruct why this example that Zig Ziglar gives is so powerful. Because it's okay to memorize a technique or a strategy or what to say or how to say it. But it's better to really understand why something works. Because I always believe if you understand why it works, it gives you more knowledge to apply it to what you sell and that makes you more effective. So let's go to Zig Ziglar's example. The customer says your price is too high. You respond by saying, Mr. Customer, are you concerned about cost or is it price that you're concerned about? Now, in many cases, the client's going to go, what's the difference? What What do you mean price versus cost? Well, In Zig Ziglar's example, he jumps straight into a personal story. Well, Mr. Customer, let me explain. And he starts telling the story. The story is about he's going to buy a bicycle for his son. So he goes down to the Schwinn distributor, buy a bike. And sure enough, the price of the bike, the Schwinn bicycle, which was the best of time, $65. Now, back in the day, back in his time, $65 was a lot of money. So he decides, no, 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 we're not going to buy that one. Let's go down to another store. And he wanted to buy a, a bike that cost $34. As opposed to $65, they found an alternative that cost $34. Well, as Zig tells this story, 60 days later, the handlebars need replacing, and now that's going to cost them five more dollars. So now the bike that cost them $34, now added five dollars on top of that, is now going to cost them $39. That's what it's now costing them. So three months later, guess what? The sprocket and brake system goes to hell, so that's going to cost them an additional $15. We'll add $15 to $39. It brings the total now to $54. Now, a couple of months later, as Zig tells a story, something else goes wrong and they want another $5. And at this point, he says, forget it. That's it. I'm done. I'm not putting any more money in this bike. Goes back to the Schwinn dealer bike shop and buys the bike for $65. He then says, look, 
When I bought the bike, the alternative, not the Schwinn bicycle, when I bought the original bicycle, by the time I added up all the costs of what it would cost me to repair it, again, the handlebars, the sprockets, the brakes, anything additional, the cost was $54. But my son, as he says, only rode it for six months. So take 54 divided by six months, and that means that the cost of that bike was $9 per month. He then tells how his son rode that Schwinn bicycle, the one that cost $65, that was a better quality bike, how he rode that bicycle for 10 years. And if you take $65 and divide it by 10 years, the cost of that bike was only $6.50 per year, as opposed to the cheaper model, which cost $9 per month. And then he says the following, again, Mr. Customer, is it price or is the cost? You see, Mr. Customer, a lot of people can beat us on price, but nobody can beat us on cost. And since price is a one-time thing and cost is a lifetime thing, don't you really want the best possible lowest cost? End of example. Now, this example is brilliant for many reasons, and I want to go ahead and deconstruct it so you can really understand why this is powerful. Let's go through it. Now, the objection is, your price is too high. Ziegler's response is, Mr. Customer, are you concerned about cost, or is it price you're concerned about? Now, the customer is going to say, what? Now, what Zig Ziegler has done in this example is he's inserted what is known as a pattern interrupt, a mental pattern interrupt. What you want to do is basically, by asking a key, insightful question, basically mentally stop the customer dead in his tracks. What you want to do is like shake them up to wake them up. You ask them a question that they haven't really thought about. And is it price or is it cost is one of those questions. So at this point, the customer's confused. Like, uh, I thought they were the same thing. What's the difference? By asking that mental interrupt question, that pattern interrupt, what he's done, he's now allowed the customer to kind of stop but also be willing to listen to understand what is the difference between price and cost. In other words, now he has the client's full attention. Then he jumps into this example, which he does on a board or a piece of paper if you're with a customer, and he starts doing the almost like the Ben Franklin thing, right? Pros and cons. So on one side, he says, if I bought the new Schwinn bicycle, that would be $65. And on the right-hand side, he talks about the bike he did buy, and he writes the number 34. And then he talks about how the handlebars need replacing. So then he adds another $5, which brings the total to 39 Then he talks about how it needed sprocket repairs and the brakes system as well. So that's another $15 added to 39 That now comes out to 54 and he writes those numbers down. And then he does the analysis. His son only rode that alternative bike that cost $54 for six months. So then he writes 54 divided by six equaled $9 per month. That's the cost. Then he talks about the Schwinn bicycle he wound up buying after he bought the uh, alternative. Now that's $65. And then he tells the story again about how his son rode it for 10 years. So you take 65 divided by 10, you get $6.50 per year. And at this point, what I love about this example is that he's not telling the example. He's actually writing it down in front of the customer. There's something about writing something down in front of the customer as you're explaining something that just makes it that much more engaging. That's what's powerful about this example. You first have the pattern interrupt to get the customer to stop. 
really listen to what you're about to say to understand the difference between price versus cost. He then shifts into this written example, writing it out and basically doing price versus cost and going through the whole motion. Now the customer is engaged because he's going, where is this going? And then once he's done with the example, he then ask that key qualified question or questions that goes like this again mr customer after he's done with the example is it price or cost mr customer and this is a great line a lot of people can beat us on price but nobody can beat us on cost and since price is a one-time thing and cost is a lifetime thing don't you really want the best possible lowest cost now, what Zig Ziglar is talking about is that he's talking about total cost of ownership. That's the phrase, TCO, total cost of ownership. Too often, clients are focused on the price they're going to pay today, but don't think about the total cost of owning something over the long run. Think of an example of a car. If you buy a low-quality car, you'll get a better price, but over the years, you'll have to do all these repairs, which means at the end of that lifetime of that car, for you, it actually probably comes out to more than the new car would have cost you at the beginning. You can use an example like that, but you get what I'm saying. But what I love about that example is that you really shift the customer's thinking. They're so focused on price that just by simply asking them, is it price or cost, walking them through this example, and then saying, a lot of people can beat us on price, but nobody can beat us on cost. And that shifts the customer's thinking from price to cost. And that's what makes this example just a killer example that you should use and the next time you hear the objection, your price is too high. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know the difference between price and cost. Take care.